What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Self Helpless Podcast. I'm Delaney Fisher. I'm Taylor Tomlinson. And I'm Kelsey Cook. (laughs) (laughs) Kelsey could not make the intro, but she is in the, the meat of the episode, if you will. We have such an awesome guest today. Um, we have Ravi Patel. He is an actor, documentarian, comedian, philanthropist. He's best known for his romantic comedy documentary, Meet the Patels, in which he co-directed with his sister. Uh, And as an actor, he's appeared in Transformers, Netflix's Master of None, South by Southwest Comedy Come As You Are, and Seth Rogen's Longshot. And he has a four-part docuseries called Ravi Patel's Pursuit of Happiness. It aired on HBO Max on August 27th, and it dives into retirement, family, aging, parenting, gender roles, work-life balance, and the immigration crisis, all while traveling to many parts of the world, including Japan, Korea, Denmark, and Mexico. It is so well done. What an excellent show. Um, This was such an awesome interview. I really enjoyed talking with him. He shared so much about his family, his marriage, like boundaries with family, all kinds of good stuff. So without further ado, here is Ravi Patel. All right, everybody, please welcome our wonderful guest, Ravi Patel. It's nice to meet y'all. Nice, nice to meet you too. You. Nice to have you here. Thanks for Are doing Are all of show. you in your places in LA? Yes. Are. Yes. Yeah, where are you? Where are you at? I'm in my place in Valley Village, but I think we hey. we've decided we're moving. I think. Oh really? Really? Where about? We're out. <laughs> I think we're done with LA. <laughs> yeah. I think like enough's enough. Like earthquakes and fires and famous people. Like just. 
too many natural disasters in this fucking yeah. It feels like the world doesn't want us to live in Los Angeles anymore. Yeah, like, what's it, why aren't you gaining the message? Like, evacuate the city. We're, yeah, we're like closing we the city, yeah. Do not need this anymore. No, we were thinking about it. I mean, we've been thinking about it for a while because we, we have a three-year-old daughter. And uh, we've just, I, I don't know, We I think we'd just rather raise her somewhere where there's less focus on achievement. And so we were already thinking that. And then on top of that, like, I, I don't know, I feel like everyone I know in LA would rather live somewhere else, but also it's amazing at the same time. Um, so I don't know. I feel like we want to cut our, we want to cut our overhead in half as well and also be closer to both sets of grandparents. So we're finally going for it. Right. You want your daughter to be a good person. <laughs> Well, she's probably still gonna <laughs> fail at that. She's, she's like her personality is very big. She's beautiful. I mean, she's she's got all the right things to turn into like a female Donald Trump. But we're gonna do our best. <laughs> <laughs> so disappointed. Like she's beautiful. It's a yeah. shame. It's legitimately the worst thing that could have happened to me. Like I was still holding out for the first year of her life for her to get my nose because I feel like it's so character building. <laughs> <laughs> but she looks like her she looks beautiful she looks like her mom and it's just like oh this is my luck because that just seems very hard i feel like it's really hard obviously i'm not female but it seems really hard growing up period no it seems yeah. really hard it seems really hard period yeah. Yeah, it does right i mean i yeah. just feel like there's a lot of things to guard against i mean all that to say like i only want girls uh um oh, okay. But I'm just terrified. I just I just want her to be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why do you say you only want girls? Yeah. Oh, so much. I mean, come on. I, <laughs> have you seen boys? Do you guys have any? We do know boys. We're there, familiar with boys. Yeah. I mean, there's this book I read called The Male Brain that talks about, like, the chemical development of males through different stages. And you realize that we are, like, we're very different animals. And, and, you, and it really... It gives context to why we are so much. Uh, I think my dog is trying to get in here right now. I'm so sorry, you guys. We're putting my dog down tomorrow. So and 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 I posted about it, not thinking. Uh, oh. I don't know. I didn't think much of it, but now there's like a procession of people coming and going uh, to come see her, which is very sweet. But I wasn't prepared oh. for this. Thank you for giving us any of your time today when you have yeah. a very f finite amount of time left with your dog. Oh, that's so sweet. Uh, well, first of all, let's be clear. I asked you guys <laughs> to be on this show. How often <laughs> yeah. does that happen? I was, I'm, has that happened a lot? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Fuck you. It happens. It's the only we're, way it happens. We're always surprised, but yeah. 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 Like, wow. So cool. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. Uh, it's like getting into an Ivy, bro. Congrats. Uh, sorry, what were we talking about? Um, oh, the male brain. Yes. Mm. Oh, you just realized that we're just like, it's, it's, it's actually a surprise anytime a man turns out to be like functional. Uh, <laughs> there's just a lot of, we have a lot of things primarily and chemically that put us in a position to turn out to be you know uh, you know emotionally and physically uh devastating god <laughs> i'm serious <laughs> yeah no 
I have you seen little boys? Crazy. Have you seen little boys run around? They're just trying to kill themselves. And, <laughs> and that's actually how we, um, like, according to the book, that's how we, like, learn about, or that's how we relate to the world. Whereas wow. females have, uh, I guess, more of an emotional way of learning, you know, when they're younger. Right, right. And boys are just like, I'm going to jump off this thing and see what happens. Yeah. 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 Delaney, you have kids, right? No, I have a well. I have a dog. I'm a dog. Okay, mom. maybe that's yeah. what I've heard yeah. you talk about. Do y'all want kids? I think Taylor does still, right? Not anymore. <laughs> Not that everything's on fire. Uh, Trump's <laughs> probably gonna win again. I was talking to a friend of mine about that last night, where I was like, I don't think we're allowed to have kids. Like, I think I'm 26. Like, I don't think I'm allowed to. Uh, that's a wrap on kids. That's a wrap. That's a wrap on kids. I gotta recycle and not procreate. I think that's, yeah. <laughs> I think that's my future. Um, yeah, that, we always, oh, go ahead. No, what were you saying? Oh, I was going to, I was going to pivot a little and say, we always ask people on the show and it seems like you are going to have a really good answer based on uh, the fact that you've already brought up a book you've read. Um, what is, <laughs> you're ahead of the curve. <laughs> you read, you read a book, Ravi. <laughs> is that how I got into this podcast? They're like, it looks like this guy reads you guys. I was like, this guy's already bragging about reading. We, we get it. We need to, we need to brush up. Um, we always ask people what your favorite or least favorite quote is. Oh boy. This is a real weakness of mine. Um, Okay, I'll tell you just because this came up a few days ago. Someone was asking me, we were talking about love and how, like, how I figured out that my wife, like, my wife was the one. And I was like, well, actually, and this is super cheesy, but it's the truth. So right before I met my wife, I was, I was on a tear and, and I needed it because I'd never had it in my life. Okay, so... I grew up like the Indian guy that you're looking at who like max height five, six. And so it was probably always compensating. Definitely was incredibly unsuccessful with the opposite sex. And when I became single from my previous girlfriend for the first time in my life, I kind of had confidence, but I also had all the like, all the like, a superficial LA shit. Like I had money, I had success. I had all the things I needed to go out there in the world and do this, <laughs> this vapid pursuit. And so I was and doing emotionally that. devastating. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. I was finally ready to be my four year old <laughs> yeah. boy self. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How so, old were you? Um, probably 32 or something like that. Okay. Yeah, probably 32. And I say this to me and like I went into the complete dark side of just, you know, everything, you know, just having the fun that guys or just I guess people in general have when they're single. And I and I realized that I was over it. And it was and more importantly, I was seeing a lot of men like friends who are older than me and their lives and and I didn't want that. It just seemed like, oh, like this thing of like going out, meeting women and, you know, trying to sleep with them. And like, that is actually super fun. It's really rewarding. Uh, 
<laughs> and I, I, it's like, it's kind of the equivalent of like, yeah, I could eat ice cream like every fucking meal because it's ice cream, but it's also not good for me. <laughs> and right. What are the I long-term have, effects of eating ice cream every meal? <laughs> yeah, like I can see, like <laughs> I, I yeah. can see people who eat ice cream every meal don't seem to be doing that well. That was kind of the logic. And my friend had given me this Buddhist pamphlet um, and in it, it talked about happiness and it said that, um, happiness in life is derived by, um, by the time we've passed the extent to which you've contributed to evolution. And I was already kind of in this place where I was looking for wisdom and, um, I'm already the kind of person who like seek, like, again, I listen to your podcast, like I'm into this kind of stuff and, and, uh, I, I, from the, I was thinking on that and from that I derived, okay. If, it, if happiness is derived from the extent to which you, you're contributed to evolution, the way you can contribute most to evolution in life is probably related to the intimacy with which you have. Like you can affect the people closest to you the most. And if that's the key to happiness, then that's probably also the highest form of intelligence is knowing that. And so from that, I derived that the, the sexiest quality in a person should actually be kindness, the ability to love. And, uh, a few, a few weeks later I went, I went out, I met my wife. I like begged her to go out with me the next day. And to be honest, like she's gorgeous. And so I was still in that framework of, of the other, the other guy. Um, but Mm -hmm. then we were at dinner, you know, in our first date and she was talking about her relationship with her family and her mother specifically. And that quote kind of came up in my head and had I not read that quote, I think, you know, my, my previous framing for what I was looking for was the same as like everyone's list, like adventurous, loves to laugh, uh, has a cool, <laughs> interesting thing that they do. Um, but, uh, you know, attractive. Um, but I think because I just, anyway, that's the quote. Oh, Love that it. was so sweet. Yeah. Oh, you're like, I have a weakness for this. You're like, I don't have anything. And then you just pulled out something beautiful and romantic and deep. <laughs> it's like, now nah, we're just talking about this. Yeah. The other day. I got boy, dad. <laughs> you, know, you should rethink hey. that decision. <laughs> That's why I got in, you guys. That's why I got in. Um, so uh, I watched part of your show. It's fantastic. I'm, I cannot wait to finish it. It's so good. It's so oh, well done. Um, so I have much. not seen anything like it. It's, it's just excellent. So I have a lot of questions about it, if that's cool. <laughs> yeah, um, talk about first whatever. of all, uh, your parents are hilarious and very charismatic. Um, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was so interesting. And, in, um, you know, episode one, you're kind of talking about how, boundaries are almost seen as disrespectful in your family. And I'm so curious, how do you navigate that with your wife and, you know, and everybody, you know, trying to make everybody happy and with, you know, one side of the family, not a lot of boundaries, one side of the family, they want boundaries. How does that work? Yeah. I mean, that was a lot of questions, but uh, I'll start, I'll start with saying, I think in general, we all know how hard it is to, try to help everyone get along. I mean, that's the conceit of community and family, friends. Uh, it's def- it definitely was hard with my family because, you know, specifically with that stuff, that's a big difference culturally. Americans are intensely private and individualized. 
Um, and Indians are intensely the opposite. And, and in general, I think, you know, when you get married and two families are coming together, you're having to reconcile two different value systems. So it's really hard. I would say, uh, therapy, <laughs> couples therapy, uh, yes. and time. I mean, I think the one thing my wife and I are actually complete opposites personality wise cannot be further apart. I don't know that people would put us together. But the thing that I think does bind us is we're both like we're both all about family. We're super committed. And, you know, I look back now, we had this conversation kind of recently because the first few years of our marriage, we moved so fast. Like we, I proposed a year from the day we met. We were pregnant not long after that. We bought a new place and renovated it. I was on the road for work. I, I was out of the country like seven months of the first year of our baby's life. And they were with me for parts of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I would be always working. And uh, so she was kind of a single mom, you know, in the middle of nowhere. During, it just tore us up and it got really dark. And... I look back and I feel like now we're actually best friends. Whereas before we said it, but it probably wasn't actually the case. We just hadn't done the time. We hadn't been through enough. But I think because we both are so committed, um, we literally, that was the only thing that got us through some of those times when it was fucking hopeless (laughs) and exhausting. Um, I mean, we all know what it's like to you know, being in a relationship and let's say you're like, you're busy with work. You've had a long fucking day. Then you come home. What's the worst thing that can happen? You get in a fight (laughs) and they're so long. You're so tired. Half these fights, you don't, you're like an hour deep and you're like, I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. Don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) I went out, you went out, but we're not going to get out. So we're going to keep, you know, (laughs) And it's just like a war of attrition. How did we get here? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) And it it quite often just ends with just someone saying, I'm just really tired. Me too. I love you. Okay, we'll finish this tomorrow. (laughs) We'll resume this fight tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. 
After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. And so, also, I feel like when you're coming back from, if you're exhausted, if you're run down, you're that much more susceptible to get into a fight and it's the worst time to get into a fight. And that can just, yeah. that's a, a vicious cycle for sure. Yeah. Uh, what are y'all's relationship? Um, uh, Delaney, you're married. Uh, engaged. Yeah. Engaged. Hopefully. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. When are you doing it? Have you decided? We we're supposed to do it in spring of 2021, but we have a feeling we'll be postponing because you know the apocalypse. So we'll see. Love it. And then <laughs> we'll uh, Kelsey, you just one of you moved just moved in or new. One of you lives with your boyfriend. No, uh, I was I was. Oh, let's see. We're all going through transitions right now. <laughs> oh, let's hear yeah, it. This let's, is a loaded question. That's the rest Brody. of the, That is the rest of this podcast. That is. <laughs> let's go. Just asking you for relationship advice. Oh uh, my god, I love this. Let's hear it. Uh, I'm I'm divorced. Recently. Yeah. Oh, how are you doing? Can we talk about it? I'm okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit on the the podcast already, but I, yeah, I got okay. divorced uh, like a week before COVID hit, and so this is uh, this year's been a year of many transitions. But uh, yeah, I'm all right. I'm, it's, it, I would say COVID is COVID like uh, an is COVID like this experience, the pandemic experience. Is that an actual metaphor for the loneliness of going through a divorce to begin with? For sure. I mean, it's historically one of the most difficult times to ever go through a divorce for sure. Cause right. you can't go do the things you would usually do to try and heal during a hard time like that. You can't really throw yourself, at least in my case, I couldn't throw myself into my work cause all mm. standup dates got canceled. Uh, right. I couldn't travel anywhere to go see friends, see family um, you can't just even go out and do regular activities within your city that you would do to make yourself feel better and a little more healed. It was, it's been a lot of just thoughts and feelings, like 24 hours a day, not a lot of distractions. So, well, but in, how would, in recent times, oh, how would you describe the arc of, of kind of coping, recovery, reinventing yourself? Ooh, um, well, there you know seven stages of grief, right? So they're moving through that in the middle of the pandemic, and also just some like identity crisis feelings of like, well, I'm gonna just start putting myself out there um, in ways that I hadn't before. Like I went surfing for the first time a couple weeks ago. I shot a gun for the first time a week ago. I'm doing things that used to absolutely terrify me. But I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to start doing things that I never thought I would. And I'm so happy I have because that's been really healing to face fears and um, feel like I'm building a better relationship with myself, if that answers well, your question. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's my favorite part of a deep, dark moment <laughs> yeah. is that it's also an opportunity in the most contrived sense. It's an opportunity to reinvent yourself. And that is like last time I went through a big breakup, it was, it was super hard, but, and scary, but also like once I got into that groove, it was a rush, you know, of yeah. becoming this new, I'm like, Oh wait, I get to, I get to become this whole person. In fact, like, 
I'm in the middle of crafting my own narrative because in this narrative of my life, I'm going to have to tell the story beat. And I, I kind of yeah. want it to be like this awful, but then out of it came this beautiful thing. Yeah. And I, I was with my ex for eight years. And so I feel like this is this time for me to get to know myself again. I mean, I started dating him when I was 22 and now I'm 31. So mm-hmm. it's almost like I came out of it like, God, I don't even, I don't even necessarily know who I am fully mm. anymore at this time in my life. And um, that's been really cool to feel more in touch with myself. And I've been, um, I think, more creative. That's one good thing of the of quarantine is getting more creative and just forcing yourself like, all right, well, what else am I going to do today besides write or make a comedy sketch? And there's, it's cool to feel this, the silver lining of becoming single, because like you said, right. in the beginning, you're like, Fuck, this is so hard and painful, but yeah, yeah, there's still, you know, still hard days, but I'm, I'm doing more things to take care of myself now. Well, I, I mean, grief, I find that grief is not something that you necessarily like get rid of. It's like a best friend that you learn to live with. Right. Um, have you yeah. ever heard of, uh, have you ever read about like the return to Saturn? Do you know what that is? No. Okay. So the return to Saturn. Oh my, wow. You guys must think I'm so weird. I, no, this I'm is not, awesome. I'm, oh, I'm not great. into, I'm not into astrology at all, but this is one thing that someone shared with me that I thought was actually pretty interesting. So uh, I guess Saturn returns to the same point in its orbit every 27 to 33 years, somewhere in that range. And similarly, we as humans, return to the same point in our orbits. And I know that when I was your age, Kelsey, mm-hmm. uh, I'm 41 now. When okay. I was your age, it was definitely, and of course it coincided with the big breakup that was also around the same length, I think. Um, maybe a little less than that. Um, yeah. But I, I, how can I describe it? Okay. There, this is another, oh, this is another quote. <laughs> I've got two fucking quotes, guys. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm on fire. Yeah. I'm on. You're killing this. What? Yeah. So uh, I don't know if this is the exact quote, but it's something along the lines of your 20s is about becoming the person you want to be and your 30s is about become becoming the person you are. And I think the return to Saturn is kind of that point of inference, that shift of where you're not, no, you're no longer aspiring to become this this picture of yourself that you painted out of mostly out of like external bullshit. And instead you're looking inwards and figuring out like how to love all of it, including the ugly shit. And so I, there's a chance Kelsey that you're going through that as well, which is pretty uh, also pretty exciting and terrifying, but exciting. It is. Yeah. It's, it's nice to be getting to a place where I'm like, this is, this is good for me and I'm enjoying parts of this now. Yeah. Are you doing, uh, are you doing the like intense, are you in like the workout montage phase too? Are you doing that stuff? <laughs> a little, yeah, a little bit, yeah. not to be cliche, but, um, yeah, be cliche. <laughs> <laughs> Lean into time. It. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've getting outside in any way I can going on runs, going on walks, like I mentioned, surfing, Anything I can do that's um, making me feel better and healthier kind of only helps in yes. a hard time right now. So yeah, that's that's happening for sure. Surfing's hard. It is. Yeah. It's, <laughs> but it, I think it's good too at a time where a lot of us have a ton of anxiety right now in mm-hmm. this pandemic that maybe we haven't had before. Maybe you've had it, but it's worse. 
Right. There's something very powerful about going and doing an activity like surfing that requires your full attention. Yep. You can't be catastrophizing about whatever bullshit thing you were thinking about before you got in the water because like there's a wave coming. So you better think about what you want to do. So you stay alive. And uh, I know that's a, maybe an extreme version of therapy, but it's good. It's good for me to set my phone somewhere else, go be in the water and only focus on that for an hour. It's really Mm. good. And also um, getting your body to complete exhaustion. Yes. Like pushing it beyond the point um, that you comfortably usually would is yeah. actually insanely healthy for, it's really big for brain health. Um, yeah. but it's also great for you emotionally. It actually is a de- big de-stressor. Yes. Yeah. It's and so, all that swimming, all that paddling is fucking exhausting. So exhausting. And it's so exhausting. Something about doing a workout in a way that's a little bit beyond your control. If I'm just mm-hmm. trying to follow a YouTube workout video in my living room, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to cut some corners, right? Because nobody's, What's I don't have a high school coach screaming yeah. at me to do it the Snacks right way. nearby. Snacks nearby. Yep. And my cats are crawling on me. It's like, yeah, it's not the same. As, How many cats are we talking here? Well, there were three and then okay. he kept one and I have two. <laughs> Okay. I think two's two's a good number. I would They're big stay cats. They're stay big down. cats. I mean, we're right, right on the cusp of becoming alone forever if I get another cat. <laughs> we're actually We're actually uh, apparently getting a cat really soon. So oh we'll yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that's my that's my relationship. So. But that's you, all beautiful and great. Thank you. You and your wife seem like the type of couple who get asked for advice a lot of the time. Is that true and accurate? <laughs> I just want what you guys have. What do I do? Do you guys get that a lot? Uh, well, what makes you say that? Because <laughs> I want to ask you. That's what <laughs> makes me say that. <laughs> because I'm assuming other people feel the way I feel now. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, look, I think if you're friends with me, you're going to get a lot of unsolicited advice <laughs> which goes back to the genetic thing we talked about boundaries earlier. So on my end, you're getting, you're getting the advice. My wife, on the other hand, again, is the opposite. She is definitely the person in you know all of her friends' lives who people ask for advice. And I, it's like one of my favorite things about it. Well, I guess now I think about it, all the dudes in my life, like I've literally sent every dude in my life to therapy um, Good for you. Thank you. Yay. That is I'm doing single-handedly fighting the fight, ladies. <laughs> Wonderful community service. service. Thank you. Yeah, eighty <laughs> percent of them go to Janice. Like Janice sees <laughs> so many. We, my wife, she threw a surprise like birthday thing for my fortieth birthday a couple years ago, and at dinner we realized like we're like, how many people here see Janice? And like fucking like twenty people right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't think I'm getting a discount, which is, I think, the most- Get a referral. referral yeah, at some sure. point, it's like, Janice, <laughs> I'm paying the mortgage here. Yeah, what is the, I need a therapy punch card of how many friends I've referred you to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, I, do I get a free sub yet? Yeah, Janice? do I get $5, like Postmates? Like, something, yeah. what are we something. Yeah, we get asked for advice a lot. What did what did you want to ask me for advice on, Taylor? Let's oh, get into I it. just I meant more so. I mean, it sounds like you guys get asked for advice as individuals. Um, we do, but also just as a couple. Do you guys, you know, are you guys taking care of your friends' hearts? 
uh, <laughs> or do you only hang out with other happily married people? <laughs> yeah, we're pretty picky. We <laughs> no, um, no. I I think couples ask us for advice. I mean, I I don't know that it's special though. I think you know, like most people, we only have a handful of people that we have the capacity to really love. I mean, all of us only have limited bandwidth. And yeah. I think the older you get, especially when you have a kid, you become even pickier with who. So, and, and part of the responsibility, I think when you're like tight with people is being their confidant. So I, I don't know that we have anything different in that department than anyone else. But yeah, like when people go through shit, whether it's like, you know, divorce or just, you know, fights or, you know, tough times medically, like, I liked, you know, I, I think, again, this is one of the things I really love about my wife is like, she loves getting in there as much as I do. And it's kind of like a fun thing to do as a team to be good friends to people you love together. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Uh, Taylor, let's talk about your life. Seriously. Oh my gosh, I was really trying well, to Weren't you here. next? Uh, I just feel like that was... I mean, we're having you on the podcast. Yeah. Nobody know, nobody bullshit. cares about me. And literally yeah. everything I've made is about my life. It's all available. It's out there. So uh, well, that's what I was going to ask. People don't have questions. I, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, because obviously you've done a lot of acting as well. I mean, is there... Um, a difference in terms of like which one you enjoy more? Like, do you enjoy, you know, this type of show where you are like giving mm-hmm. so much of yourself and letting people into your family and your relationship? Or do you prefer to kind of like just play a part on a show or in a movie and just kind of like memorize the lines and show up for work? Or does it, do you go through phases at different points in your life where one's more enjoyable? No, it's pretty simple. Like, I, I don't really care about acting that much. I never have. <laughs> 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 I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's really fun, but I would play. I would say it's like acting is like to me at least. It's like playing. It's like playing basketball. Like I enjoy playing basketball, but like, do I need to do it all day every day? Is it like a source of my self worth? No. Like, it's just I'm just playing basketball. That's how I look at acting. Like, I know that I'm really lucky that I have my career. It's super fun. Uh, sometimes for different reasons, whether it's because of the people I get to be around or just because the acting is like that fun. And I, I like love improvising. Um, but, you know, acting is generally like the worst girlfriend ever, like just fucking crazy. <laughs> like, like doesn't, you know, isn't it like hates your family, treats you like shit, <laughs> like, you know, says she loves you, but then, you know, fucks your friends. And then, you know, <laughs> but it's like incredible in bed. Like that is acting. And like, um, I don't think it's a healthy career at all. Um, and you don't have control in it. And I'm, and I know you guys know exactly. I'm willing to bet you agree with everything I just fucking said. Mm-hmm. Um, what a great metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, this other thing is great. I mean, I, I, first of all, I'm very fortunate that I don't care that much about what people I don't love think of me. So like, I have no problem opening up and like, I get a kick out of explore about, I get, a, I get a kick out of the inner journey as much as I do the outer journey. I'm like obsessed with bonding. I love figuring out ways to have more fun. And so, yeah, how amazing is it that I get to monetize these things that 
you know, I mean, that's what y'all are doing. Let's think, I mean, these are all like, you know, figuring out a way to marry our career with our, with our journeys is like such a fucking privilege. And I get to creatively, I, I love like figuring out a way to tell the story. Now, all that said, I just this morning was thinking, I'm so fucking tired of trying to make a living. Like making a living <laughs> is exhausting. <laughs> it feels yeah. like it shouldn't be so hard. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's so true, especially yeah, I mean, in entertainment. Especially in entertainment. I mean, where where are you guys at on all that though? Like, speci- like what specifically? Like, like, like how do how do you feel about you, you know um, fulfillment? Like, what parts of your careers do you find more most fulfilling? Um, and how do you feel about the personal side of it? Like, I think this podcast is actually a great example. Would you say this? How is this? How is the fulfillment of this podcast compared to your other? endeavors well i mean delaney's probably the most fulfilled because she got out of stand-up and and making like dick mugs or (laughs) yes right i i left i i left entertainment like two and a half years ago now and now i'm a full-time consultant so i consult you know with podcasters and performers and business owners and i absolutely love it i've never felt so happy in a career I felt lost for like a decade and it's sad to say like I love what I'm doing and it's a fucking pandemic at the same time it's like I feel personally very very happy and fulfilled and I also love doing the podcast this is like it's like our art project that we get paid to do it's insane it's just it's the best so I love really truly love uh, both of my jobs so much but I've took a long time to get there definitely yeah and That's then, awesome. you know, Tay and I both do stand up full time, but I don't know if you feel this way, Tay. I love the the balance of having the podcast and doing stand up because um, our our stand up fans are different. I mean, there is overlap, but, but then our podcast listeners where we we get so personal on the podcast. And um, when we meet our podcast listeners in person, if they they feel so much more connected to us, I think, than maybe just somebody who's watched our stand-up. And that feels great. Like we love getting emails from people saying that the show has helped them in their life. And we like we love our listeners. We're we're so lucky to have such amazing podcast mm-hmm. listeners, truly. Um I just an example of how great our listeners are when I made the announcement that I got divorced. The only messages I received were people just saying like, hey, just sending you love. Nobody was like, oh, let's try and like pry and let's like everybody was so respectful and nice and just wanted to be like, hey, we'll get messages where it's like no need to respond. How nice is that? That listeners go ahead and say, hey, there's no need to respond to this. This is just to tell you we're thinking of you and we love you. So they've been in therapy and they're doing a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah, it's so implausible. Though I'm wondering if there's like some sort of hate filter in your in your uh, DMs. Like you're gonna go into like that third layer of Instagram messages (laughs) of unread strangers. Yeah, no, I love having the podcast, and I love Taylor and Delaney so much. It's so great to work with two of your best friends. Whereas stand up, you're you know the solo solo thing. It comes across and. I think that is the feeling in listening to our show is like you're hanging out with friends and yeah, that's super comforting. I think that's the beauty of podcasting as well is 
the intimacy of it. Like you feel like I was thinking about this a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, is Joe Rogan one of my best friends? <laughs> I spent so much time with that dude. Yeah. I've spent so much time with him and we've never met. <laughs> yep. No yeah. idea who he is. Yeah. But Taylor. I feel like I know him so well. What's up? Oh yeah. I just going to ask Taylor, how do you feel with like the stand up podcast balance? Oh, I agree. I mean, the people who come to shows who are specifically podcast listeners, it is very different. I mean, those are the people who get really emotional and um, say very nice things. And, uh, you know, I I had a, a Netflix special come out during the pandemic. So I've only performed a few times and had people come up who were that level of intense uh that was similar to the podcast listeners just off of the Netflix special. Cause it reached more people. Um, but prior to that, the only people who were like that invested listened to the podcast and, and felt like they knew me and knew the three of us and would bring gifts to shows and tell me to tell Delaney and Kelsey things and, <laughs> you know, send us pictures of them at each one of our shows when we came through town and, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been very fulfilling and, uh, nice and a great way for the three of us to stay connected. Cause as I'm sure, you know, this business is hard to stay connected to people unless you're working together. On right. something. Do you feel like this has um, changed what you guys are now looking for? I'll preface it. Like, like, uh, I made a documentary with my sister, um, uh, called Meet the Patels, and it changed my life in the sense that obviously it made me intensely closer to all my family members, but also it gave me a taste of what I can look for in, I can't think of an uncheesy way to say it, but craft. Like it taught me that it can bring you, it can teach you about yourself. It can bring you closer to people in your life. Um, yeah. Has this what you guys just described, which by the way is very sweet, very beautiful. And you've probably done it before on the podcast. So thanks for doing it again, if that's the case. Um, do you, would you say that this has changed how you look at the rest of your pursuits? I have to Absolutely. duck out. I'm so sorry. I have to go to my therapy appointment. <laughs> this has been my pre-therapy appointment. Wow. So thank you okay. For, yeah. Thank you for letting me up for it. Um, it was so nice to meet you, Rebby. Thank you so yeah. much for doing it. So that. nice to meet you too, Kelsey. Good luck in therapy. <laughs> Tell Janice I say hi. I will. <laughs> yeah. Bye, guys. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a completely different person than when we started the podcast. I can't even, I don't even recognize myself, right? Taylor, I am very, very different. Literally everything is different about me. Uh, my lifestyle, my career, uh, my viewpoint on relationships, <laughs> everything. I, I don't think anything is kind of similar in that respect. So it's changed my life completely because part of this podcast is we learn something new every week we learn from our guests we do research mm -hmm. on something and so it's just kind of built into our routine is to kind of open ourselves up to new ideas new thoughts new lifestyles you know all that so I don't know Taylor how do you feel I completely agree I mean I've we've been doing this podcast for three years Delaney's like now a, a vegan who's getting off of social media and is going to get married in a courthouse soon. Like Delaney was like fresh off a tear, like eating, you know, quadruple burgers at in and out, like could not be more different. As going a human. hard. Very going different. So hard. Uh, is that real shit? Vegan? Yeah. 
real shit. I went from, yeah, just, you know, I, yeah, I'm, I'm vegan now. I'm in a very wonderful relationship. I left the entertainment industry. I'm, mm. yeah. This is, I'm, a, this is a complete cleanse. <laughs> so complete. I was, I was stressed out, burnt out, busy constantly, fucking yeah. miserable. And now I feel yeah. very kind of confident in what I'm doing. And Oh, just completely different. I can't even, I can't, I don't even, I probably don't know if I would hang out with the person I was <laughs> just like five years ago. <laughs> VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I think I'm going to, uh, so I just, I just figured out that I have, I just got diagnosed with uh, ADHD, which is the least surprising thing in the history of medicine. And, uh, I've, I, I've been taking, uh, what's it called? Uh, I've been taking like an, a Ritalin Adderall equivalent. Uh, and I just got off it cause I hated it. it made me super anxious. And now they want me to try another one. And I think what I'm going to do instead is go on a full on brain cleanse and, but it's going to be all the things that you just described because the things that you would do, all the self-helpy things you would do to just be happier are the things that improve your brain health, basically. So I'm in the middle. Like I was just talking to someone this morning about it because I'm like putting together an intense plan, um, which I'm sure I'll document. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I cannot I, wait for that. Wow. I think I'm going to like, I'm going to like do first, I'm going to like read about how to how to how to start how to um change your habits and get out of a rut because i think that's probably step one for me um and then i'm gonna you know change my diet i think i'm gonna go super clean um like crazy clean uh exercise which i stopped doing like five months ago it's been amazing by the way um (laughs) it's been awesome uh and then and then doing kind of all this all the other i'm gonna take vitamins um sleep stuff meditation uh so i kind of feel like you can help me with that i don't know what else reach out (laughs) what are your like top three favorite new things that you do that have changed your life that's such a good question i go for i I know do we even need kelsey like this is (laughs) this is us this is great sorry um, <laughs> i walk i should go i'm gonna go <laughs> no i meant the three of us taylor <laughs> this is us the sequel um i i walk for three hours a day on average i love walks i feel like they're yes. very meditative i'll usually walk with um either a friend or uh my, my fiance cam or just my dog or by myself mm-hmm. um uh yeah going like being on a plant-based diet was a game changer. It, um, it eliminated a lot of health issues I was having. So I just feel more energized and I feel good and I'm not trying to convert anybody. I just am telling you my experience. We get a lot of comments when we talk about veganism on here. Um, and I'm a minimalist too. So I got rid of like 95% of my stuff like five years ago and slowly kind of have been whittling things down. So everything I own is what I need and what I love and there's no excess. Um, so I would say, I don't know. There's so many, there's so many things, but those are three. Um, those, are, those are good ones. Do something for your body, your mind, and your soul, you know, and yeah. take care of, take care of it all. What about you, Taylor? What new, new habits. I mean, I'm still, 
I'm still a stand-up comedian uh, and recovering serial monogamous. So I have nothing. I can't give up eggs. That's my one thing keeping me from veganism. So eggs are great. I'm like right there. I know. I can't give up eggs. You That's the one thing daily. I can do. What's I your daily egg situation? <laughs> I mean, like two in the morning. I'm not going crazy. How are you prepping them? I mean, there's so many ways you can prep them. I, it depends on my mood that you're day. You're so wild. It does. Do whatever. You don't give a fuck. You'll do whatever with eggs. <laughs> Who knows? It's not predictable. I do. My new pandemic move is, uh, uh, I'd say about four or five mornings a week, I make a decadent egg sandwich, like on brioche. There's a shitload of cheese in it. Yeah. I mean, y'all, I've been living. And other days, it's <laughs> today, today I made pancakes with chocolate chips in them. And, and I, I mean, I'm, I've been killing it. I, I've, I drink a lot. I, I'm playing poker two, three nights a week. Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't look my best, but I feel amazing. <laughs> Doing COVID's been great for well. you. Yeah. COVID's been great for me. Letting go nice. is really great. <laughs> Well, it's so funny because Kelsey and I have talked about this. Like we usually, we're usually traveling every weekend and I'm sure you travel a lot too normally. Yeah. And it's like, in a way, this is the healthiest we've ever been in terms of like sleeping enough and like yes. not getting a cold every two weeks for no oh, reason. Totally. Also for me, just not being so work obsessed. This is, yes. this is the longest I think I can remember like the like there was a point a few weeks ago where I was in the dark eating ice cream, doing nothing but just that. And I remember feeling so good about myself. One, because I was eating ice cream and that's a good feeling. But two, I didn't feel bad about it. And that's a new feeling for me to be like totally cool with like living what it turns out is like there's a reason why most people live this way it's it's actually primarily quite satisfying <laughs> now that said i've got to make i mean i've got to go on this things have got to change yes uh, this can't go on forever yes my I'm wife is becoming unattracted to yeah she yeah <laughs> she's like what the what is this what the fuck is this <laughs> What's going on here? He's like, so cleanse? You're like, what? He's like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Robbie, I have a question for you just about, um, because, you know, with your show, you talk to a lot of people who are in the phase of retirement. And mm -hmm. I feel like that's, uh, we don't talk about that enough, like the game plan for families and everything. Have you noticed a theme with people of what they actually care about at that age? <sighs> I guess the thing that was, well, there was many things that were surprising about that journey. For anyone who's listening, by the way, the first episode of Pursuit of Happiness, I went to one of the hottest retirement destinations for expats. And I went there with my parents. And that episode is about aging and retirement. And really, by the way, that came out of therapy because I'd asked my therapist, hey, what are the questions I'm going to want to ask? I, I'm, I'm going to wish I'd asked sooner once my parents pass. And so that, that episode is really about like, what are we going to do at the time we have left together? One of the things that was really surprising was realizing that retirement has evolved where because people are living so much longer, there's kind of a two, there's kind of two phases to retirement now. There's a like spring break phase that a lot of them have <laughs> before the like, you know, we're on the way out phase. And that, 
that first spring break phase is what a lot of those people in Mexico were doing. Like they didn't bring any friends with them. They're all meeting each other there. They've never been happier and they're living it up. It's awesome. Uh, The other realization was, you know, this goes back to what I was saying earlier about the way American culture is so intensely uh, individualized. It's very, we're very private. And it got me thinking of how I feel like our parents got kind of screwed because they grew up with the status quo being that families are geographically closer together and also just spend more time together. There's a degree of codependence that used to exist that no longer exists. We live actually further away from each other. We don't need wisdom from them. We have Google. (laughs) We don't need, you know, like we don't need each other. And as a result, we don't see each other as much. Um, And I also think the dynamic of relationships change when there's not a dependency. Dependency is actually like, if you have any friends who've been to AA or anything, like that's like the main, that's like one of the beauties of that program is it teaches you that, you know, to rely on each other. So that was a, that was a sad thing that came out of the episode was realizing, oh, we don't need our parents the way that we used to. And in fact, we're spending less and less time with them. At one point during the episode, you know, I asked my parents, like, have you ever done the math of how many times we're going to actually see each other based on we see each other two three times a year it's actually really sad um but all that said because of that it's made me be a little more vigilant about making sure we all get what we want out of the time we have left together it's a big reason why we're going to move to the east coast to be closer to them and uh you know have more fun together also i've i'm also in the rare weird position where because of Meet the Patels, my parents are like pseudo famous now and they're in entertainment. I like, I put them, I just shot something in India last year that I cast them in. They were amazing. So good. Just before we were about, just before we got on the phone, I was on the phone with uh, the director of the show in Jersey because that's where my parents are right now acting in a show And it was like a big fucking thing, like to let them go in the first place. And I was like a soccer mom. And I'm like, well, listen, if it really means that much to you, I guess it's fine. But you really need to like, and then of course my mom calls me and she's like, I can't control your your dad. Like he's so friendly. He's doing and talking to everyone. And she's like sending me a picture of him, like chatting up in his like security guard acting uniform. So I call the director. I'm like, listen, you know, these, my parents, you have to look at them you know, like they're children, like they are minors. You need to, you need to take initiative, be a dick, like make them like they went and ate in a restaurant. And I'm like, don't go to a restaurant. Don't eat, go inside a restaurant. Like you don't need to do that. Like, so it's also been like a really fun, like, and that's why, you know, I put them in the show. Like, like it's a fun way for to get to overlap and also like what a cool thing to be able to like my dad all the time. He's like the happiest guy in the world. He's like, you know, who would have thought, who would have ever thought that I, that we'd have this, this kind of a life and it's all because of our kids, you know? And it's like, it's, it's like, it's really fun and sweet that we get to uh, spend. How many questions did I just answer? Like definitely more than <laughs> you asked. So good. So good. That's great. So good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've done that with my grandparents, that, that math where you go, okay, if I see them, you know, two, three times a year Mm -hmm. and ideally like this is the maximum amount of time and it does make you more, um, intentional for sure. I mean, you know, 
I'm from California. So as much as I'd like to move when it's on fire, I'm like, this is where my whole family is. So right. we're here unless everybody's going to get, you know, real cool about moving soon. But it's, <laughs> it's such a factor when you think about how you want to spend your time. And I think the silver lining of this pandemic and this whole year being such a shit show nightmare that everybody's kind of reevaluating in kind of a beautiful way. Oh, that's great. So you, I assume you guys are pretty close. Yeah, me and my family. I have three younger sisters and we're like very close. Ugh. Like I I was living with, during the pandemic, I was living with my boyfriend who we were in a long distance relationship. He's from New York City. And we broke up in the last couple of months because I was just like, I have to stay near my sisters. Like I, I'm never going to move there and you don't want to move here. And so kind of what's, where are we going to go? And, you know, I think something like a pandemic makes you realize in a way that maybe I wouldn't have beforehand. Maybe I would have gone like, well, we can do this a little bit longer and go back and forth. And now I think I'm in a place of like, oh, I need to see my family as much as I can. And I already travel so much for work. And it it has really helped clarify a lot for me. And it sounds like you were already very clear before the pandemic, but a lot of us are are leveling up to where you are, hopefully. <laughs> no, I think I think uh, that you you kind of make me sound like a family supremacist. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean I think the pandemic is for everyone. Uh, I think it's the skies have cleared on the like the bullshit and what really matters. Yeah, Lenny, yeah. are you close to your family? Yeah, I definitely am. I'm uh, all my family's out here too. So I have, I also have three younger siblings and um, I've been able to see a lot more of them, which has been great. And I just want to keep doing that. So yeah, family is a, it's a family and a relationship is a big reason why I felt like I needed to um, leave entertainment too, because I noticed that relationships were not sticking so well and I really wanted um that and I wanted I wasn't as close with my family as I really wanted to be and um, of course people can establish that balance in, in this industry of course but I felt like I was having a really hard time doing that and so I feel like I've been reaping the benefits of that decision although it was very hard um the last couple of years so yeah it's been it's been nice new Delaney what a, <laughs> new I mean, me. so much so <laughs> I love it. He prayed to Lainey. <laughs> love, love it. Oh, it's your new creative consulting course. Eat, pray, oh, Delaney. Eat, pray, so good. Delaney. Oh, oh my gosh. So want to change? Want to turn it to a podcast? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Um, well, we probably have to wrap it. I'm sure everybody has to get going, but thank you so much for doing this. I feel like we could yeah. talk to you all day. I got so many more questions, but... Is there anything that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Um, and then also where people can find you and connect with you. Answer to the first question is no. I mean, I'm happy <laughs> to leave things if there's things to leave. Um, but thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat with you guys. And like I said, like I listened to y'all's podcast. And I think y'all's dynamic is very, I don't know. It's very, you can feel the love between y'all and, uh, I don't know. It's fun to listen in. Uh, where can people find me? Oh my God. I just made my profiles public and I'm so insecure about it. Uh, I'm really? at show me the Ravi on Instagram. Show me the Ravi. Yeah. And the same on Twitter. Um, so yeah. Wow. Hop aboard. Welcome. 
Welcome. Wow. I'm so insecure about it. I kind of, I kind of want to go back to private because it just. I'm already getting like, you know, my people telling me I need to do things, and I'm like, but, but that's not my thing. I don't do that. Like, I'm not in. I don't. I'm not. I, I can't. Like, what am I going to post? They want me to post a lot, and that's oh, just yeah. not my. Yeah. Floodgates are open now. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, I, wow, I did not know they were private up until recently. Yeah, basically, I made it public once the HBO show came out because I have like three things coming out in the next few months, and it's like it's yeah. a weird decision. It's like not that I have a problem with anyone doing it; I think it's great. It's just not like it's just not something that like I don't check it that often. I don't post like I'm just not good. I'm not even good at texting people back. It's just not something I'm good at. It's not, a, and so for me, it was like okay, like if I make it public, it's I'm going to feel this pressure subconsciously to be opportunistic in terms of social messaging. And right. I don't, it's like, I already do like, I, it's not like I have a problem doing like I work a lot and I already, you know, am constantly, you know, trying to calm my mind from doing so many things. Uh, but then at the same time, like feels like such a big moment and um, I don't want to regret from a career perspective I don't know. This is—is is this gross? Is this gross talking about it this way? <laughs> no, no, no. It's so funny. We just did it. We just recorded an episode about the social dilemma before <laughs> before we uh, hopped down with you. I've only watched the first 20, 30 minutes. Everyone's oh, talking about it. It is fascinating. Keep going and finish. It seems it, fascinating. We- well, it actually reminds me of a book. I, I'm pretty sure it's similar to a book I read. You almost think I read a lot. I don't. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, called "How to Break Up with Your Phone." Have you heard about this book? Oh yes, I have to read that. It's I, it's I a very quick read. Oh, read it. It's hundred. That's one of the things I'm going to do for my brain cleanse, by the way. Ooh. But basically, what it does is it it says that um, it basically positions phones as like the new cigarettes. So we're going to look back at the way we use phones and be shocked at how permissive we were with them. And obviously, it goes into I think a lot of the same messages as social dilemma, which is like cluing you in on the extent to which you're manipulated and how addictive it is and how just terrible it is for your brain chemistry and your relationships. Um, Anyway, good to be public. I'm excited to jump in. (laughs) Going to be part of the problem. You're going to get flooded with people. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Please come back after your brain cleanse and tell us how it went. I'll be be too good. I'll be too good for you. I'll be too good. (laughs) It'll be an eat, pray, rub experience. (laughs) (laughs) Eat, pray, rub. Want to start a podcast? Um, Y'all are the best. Thank Uh, you so much. Y'all are the fucking best. This was fun. Thanks for having me for real. So fun. Thanks no, we appreciate it. You were great. Thank you. All right. Let's be <laughs> friends. Right. See y'all. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. What a lovely, lovely man. Like I would like him to be my very close friend. <laughs> I want to hang out with him. I was like feeling bad because he was asking us so many questions and I kept trying to like steer it back to him. And he's just like, ah, oh, I mean, everyone knows everything about me. But I'm like, I mean... <laughs> everything like you're so it's like he's so interesting and like just smart and creative and just like so impressive as an artistic person in this business and who's yeah. just like done so much yeah. um I do love that he's like acting stupid <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah I could I really could have talked to him for hours he's he was amazing watch his show on HBO Max 
uh, pursuit of happiness. It's, it's so good. You guys just it's so good. And his family is so charismatic. Like it is such a good combination of like important discussion topics, very funny and very heartwarming. Like it's got all the stuff. And I think watching it will bring up a lot of good conversations uh, between you and your own family. If you watch it, I think it's really, really good. So yeah, I enjoyed it very much. And we do have an iTunes review of the episode. Taylor, would you like to read this one? This is from MallowKitty9. A new fan. I was introduced to this podcast in the midst of a breakup and was told to listen to the episode How to Heal a Broken Heart. Oh, I have been hooked ever since. Thank you for your humor, vulnerability, and authenticity. Self-helpless is funny and refreshing while engaging in important conversations. I love listening in. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. That is so very nice. Yeah, thank you so much. If you want to leave an iTunes review, we won't be mad at it. Feel free. If you might get it read on the episode. Uh, Taylor, do you have any shout outs or plugs or any fun news in your world? Um, I just got bangs. Yes, um, you did. And they are cute as I'm shit. I'm going through something. <laughs> uh, if you guys don't have the Face app, um, if you pay $5 a month, you can see what you look like with bangs. And I did. And that's why I got them. I never would have got bangs if really? I didn't use the Face app. Yeah, What's this is not sponsored by the Face app? app. It's called Face app. Face app. And you just put a picture of yourself and then you could... Just and put bangs. Add bangs. They add wow. different types of bangs so you can see. And this is what they looked like in the picture. How, so is it just a bang app or do they have like other colors of hair styles? Other colors of hair, which that's like, mm, like some of them look better than others. Like if you want to know what you look like with black hair, like you could figure it out on there. But yeah. like blonde might look a little weird. Um, but you can also like, you know, mix your face with, with someone else's face and like kind of see that. So I think people use it like in their relationships, like what would our kids look like? But um, <laughs> right. really the only thing I'm interested in it for, and I think it's worth it uh, for the monthly purchase is to see what you'd look like with banks. If you are, <laughs> if you are. Oh, you purchase the app. <laughs> it's, it's $5 a month. I'm going to delete it now, but it was worth $5 to it know what you needed it to bank. do. Well, yes. it paid off. It looks so good. You're one of those lucky people who look good with bangs and without bangs. I feel like, unfortunately, not everybody can pull them off, including myself. Because I I have such thin hair up here. So when I get bangs, it just looks like like sad strands that just got stuck to my sweaty forehead. And it just looks like that was a mistake. That was an accident. That wasn't an intentional. (laughs) Well, you haven't seen, you've not seen Malika yet. And she's like a magician. She no, I have not. Kelsey's hair and she's so good. I'm going to have to do that. Well, we'll have to ease into it. Bangs will probably be another five years from now if I want to you know. test it out. Yeah, start with a professional cutting your hair. <laughs> Baby steps. <laughs> um, let's see. I have like a good shit slash shout out. I have to give one of my wonderful clients a shout out. Shout out to Courtney. Courtney has doubled her income this year. She just got a new office. She is just absolutely crushing it. She is such a talented um, wedding invitation, fine artist, designer. She also is a muralist and she does like hand paintings on clothing and accessories and stuff like that. Taylor, the shoes that you saw on Instagram that you loved with the little beetles, that's her. 
Um, I just wanted to say I'm really proud of you and I can't wait to uh, map out our course of action on our next call for next year. And let's uh, double your income all over again, baby. Let's do it. Uh, so I'm really proud of her. I, I wanted her to do this for me. I just haven't found the right sandals yet. Oh, yeah. I do, I'm going to hit her up. Dude, she's so – seriously, you guys need to go check out at They Call Me Spindles. I am blown away by her work. There's nothing that she can't paint or do. She does murals all over the place. She is getting really, really booked up with all of her wedding stuff. So seriously, if you guys are – if somebody's getting married in the next you know year, reach out to her now because she books far in advance. So anyway, really proud of her. So I just wanted to give her a shout out. We've been working together over a year now, and I've seen – so much growth and it just makes me very happy. <laughs> like a proud mom. I am. I am. Since I'm never, I'm not going to have any kids of my own. These are my kids. My clients are my babies. <laughs> yes. Um, cool. I think that, I think that about does it. Taylor, any, any last words of wisdom? Be for- safe. You know, you know, go, go and go with God. Uh, <laughs> peace be with you. Um, we hope you're doing okay. Yeah. I think that's a great way to end it. Thank you. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to Self Helpless. We really appreciate it and would love anything you can do to help the show grow and get the word out. So if you could leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, that helps us move up the iTunes charts. If you can tell a friend, a coworker, a family member, anybody that you think would love the podcast, you can also screenshot an episode and share it in your Instagram, in your Instagram stories, anything helps. Also, if you want more of the show, if you want bonus episodes, if you want to be able to be more interactive and help choose podcast topics, you can go to patreon.com slash self-helpless and join there. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Kelsey Cook Comedy, on Twitter at Kelsey Cook. You can go to my website, KelseyCook.com, which has links to my online makeup course. You can listen to my album, Savor It, on Spotify and iTunes, and you can watch my foosball web series on YouTube called Risks of Fury. How about you guys? Where can people find you? You can follow me at Taylor Tomlinson on Instagram and Twitter. My website is ttomcomedy.com. And you can watch my one hour special streaming on Netflix right now called Quarter Life Crisis. Awesome. And you can find me at delaneyfisher.com. That's where you'll find information about my one-to-one consulting and my online courses. So basically, if you're a business owner, podcaster, or comedian, uh, and you're looking to either start those things or grow those things, you can reach out to me for more information. I also have an email list at delaneyfisher.com where I share my favorite tools, tips, treats, and free shit. And then we just want to say a big special thank you to our wonderful editor, Emma Erdbrink, and our fantastic associate producer, Humaira Nuwaz. And you can find everything that we all just mentioned at selfhelplesspodcast.com.